0: Romans 12, and this is a familiar verse for all of us. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, Mm. but be transformed by the renewal Renewal of of your mind. mind. I mean, that's, we're talking about prudence here. We're talking Mm -hmm. about, you know, I want to turn to things as they are. I want my mind, my perception of reality to be renewed Mm because I only want truth. I only want uh, the truth, you know, the way, the truth, the life, Jesus Christ. Hello and welcome back to Deep in Christ. I'm your host, John Mark Grody. I'm Peter Grodi, your co-host. And we're here again at the Coming Home Network uh, bringing you another d- discussion, ongoing discussion about life in Christ and how practically we are to live each day in greater devotion and conversion to our Lord Jesus. And we've been talking about virtues. We've been talking a lot about, particularly the, the, the virtue of prudence, uh, which is this keystone portal virtue to all the rest of our moral life, all the rest of our, our active life in Christ. Um, and last week, we man, we attempted, we really tried hard to wrap it up last week with at least what we wanted to talk about. Uh, it did not work exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, we got through a, a, a few things. We talked about um, some of the perfections of prudence uh, and how they're related really to practical aspects of our life. We talked about memoria, this true-to-beingness of memory mm-hmm. and the ways that we do or do not cultivate that, that, uh, that quality in ourselves. We also talked about docility, which is, again, another perfection of prudence whereby we uh, are, are open to. Actually, you know, I, I meant to read last week uh, the, the nice summary note yeah, about yeah. that. So, Perfect. again, uh, about docility, uh, Joseph Pieper writes A closed mind and know it allness are fundamentally forms of resistance to the truth of real things. Both reveal the incapacity of the subject to practice that silence, which is the absolute prerequisite. To all perception of reality. Did I do it again? You did it. Yes. Oh, I did it again. I said prerequisite wrong. The point is... <laughs> the point is... We need to be uh, docile to uh, to correction, to other people's mm-hmm. experience. Um, be- because, again, prudence is about turning to reality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we experience some of that reality. We receive some of that reality through divine revelation, through sacred scripture. Um, but we also learn about the world and about God and about ourselves and about others mm-hmm. through um, other, person's, other people's counsel. Mm-hmm. And again, as it said in Tobit, as it says in uh, uh, chapter 4, verse 18, seek advice from every wise man and do not despise any useful counsel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, seek that advice, even if you don't have a particularly wise man around <laughs> to have that discussion with. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> not the same as a wise guy. That's a very yeah. a difference here, thing. the translation, yeah. you know, super important yeah. <laughs> distinction. Yeah. yeah, we've talked in the past about how uh, how much prudence mm-hmm. is wrapped or it relates to uh, you know Plato's image of the cave. Yeah, um, because they just really so are. You know, I met, met some some of you may be familiar with Plato's you know analogy cave, cave analogy, yeah. but. Um, some of you may not. Yeah, I'd really encourage you to try to look it up. It's not always the clearest thing, just kind of looking from the outside. But but here, you know, when it comes to memoria and desilitas, we really see that acutely, that connection in, in made more in a more acute way of of how, um, you know, if we're inside the cave and we're just looking at the shadows that are cast in the back of the cave by the fire that's sh- shown behind the real objects, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the real objects, then... 're we're, we're, we're going to be continuously enslaved you know mm-hmm. when we have a false when you continue to wrap ourselves in the comfortable false perception of reality, mm-hmm. whether it's by our own uh, by our own kind of selective memory yeah or by kind of the refusal to allow the perception of other people's uh, other people's experience and lives and their wisdom and everything to inform ours, we, we keep ourselves chained in this comfortable false reality yeah. Um, and then we ask ourselves, why are we so miserable? Right, you know, I right. mean, like you know, w- as life goes on, we just we 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 sense that it's, we sense that how it's a terrible thing. You know, we 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 can sense how our lives are not that not not reaching the the apex of what they should, or n- they're not mm-hmm. progressing forward. Whether it experience can be a variety of different things, yeah. Um, but, um, but but when we we often are just unaware of what what is the answer to that, you know? Yeah. And it's it's because we we are constantly kind of nest ourselves in that comfortable falseness.
0: Yeah. You know, you know as, as we've said before, when we, we're talking about prudence specifically, but you, you hear embedded in this discussion lots of the other virtues popping up. You know, whether we have the courage to face difficult realities, mm. whether we temper our desires, our impure hearts, so that we can really see things as they are. Obviously, you need... Uh, amount of courage to face up to difficult realities you know you need a a certain amount of temperance to be you know to to pull back maybe from what you want to be true to see things as they are and it reminds me again connected to to prudence here and and to these perfections of prudence we've been discussing our lord you know in the sermon on the mount the beatitudes Mm -hmm. blessed are the pure of heart for they will see god see god you know prudence isn't just about turning to see reality stuff. It's about seeing the author of reality. Hmm. If we want to see God, we need to pull back from again, the half truths, the untruths, the narratives, the things that we want to be true or the things that we're running away from. We want to see things as we are. We want to have a pure heart that just wants truth right? because we, we want to see God. That's the most important yeah. reality we want to turn to.
1: Yeah. We yeah. can take it back. I mean, the, um, commentary i was reading on scripture the other day you know yeah. it, as i'm preparing for this next week's homily uh it's talking about the uh the gospel passage we have is when jesus says repent and believe in the gospel right at the beginning of mark and yeah it talks about the 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 meaning of that specific word when he says repent and he's talking about it's actually you know metanoia um which metanoia. which means huh. uh to kind of change one's way of thinking of one's seeing and one of the things that they mentioned in that in that uh in that commentary is how it is a it's a motif a theme throughout all of, all of basically the whole christian story and really the gospel itself of of this rectifying of spiritual blindness mm. um but how we can look at the gospel and we can see how um we can see how throughout jesus's life people who come face to face with the reality of jesus you know with 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 god and because of their fear because of the, they're constantly thinking about the ramification or they the, they're they're subconsciously thinking about the ramifications of Jesus and what he's saying for their life and their comfortable you know little life that they've built for themselves constantly face to face with that they will uh they will refuse to see him for yeah. what he is you know right. they they will seek out any other option they will seek out any other means uh, to any other reasoning for him they will they we hold on to our spiritual blindness so much um and how how it takes that courage you know mm-hmm. and it takes that temperance and everything to to really turn and and turn our minds turn our way of seeing to submit ourselves to the reality that it is yeah. you know so, yeah, but,
0: Romans 12, and this is a familiar yeah. verse for all of us. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, mm. but be transformed by the renewal, renewal of, of your mind. mind. I mean, that's, we're talking about prudence here. We're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, I want to turn to things as they are. I want my mind, my perception of reality to be renewed because mm-hmm. I only want truth. I only want uh, the truth, you know, the yeah. way, the truth the life, Jesus Christ, yeah. and
1: I think back to C.S. Lewis. You know, he talked. Yeah. I think I think it was C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. You correct me if I'm wrong. Because you are... Oh, uh, trust me, I will. He's waiting to I'm, jump. I'm on I'm waiting me. with bated breath. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got the sword. <laughs> he's going to cut my head Pisticus. off if I say it wrong. <laughs> yeah. no, um, uh, who talked about how those who really, uh, who really encounter Christ in the gospel, mm-hmm. you know, anyone who really encountered Jesus, uh, didn't go away. Could could not go away, uh, kind of apathetic. Yeah, you know, it might they, have been Lewis. I
0: think it was Peter Kreef channeling okay, Thomas Lewis, okay, perhaps. Right. But, I think it yeah. was something like that. But yeah.
1: anyway, is like you either you, when you really encounter who Jesus is, you either go away like hating him mm-hmm. or you go away loving him, because that's kind of the only response that there can be to who he actually is. Yeah. But the, um, but you know, for prudence, the prudence is learning to see reality and then also being able to to see reality. And then have a proper response to it, right? Yeah. You know, we have both those things that we, and we're going to talk about the cognitive and yeah. then the other, um, because to to kind of adequately, or truly see reality for what it is, then we can begin to see, okay,
0: what is then the right response to that reality? What a, what a perfect and interesting segue to, Into to this new, perfection. To talk. You meant to right. do that, didn't you? So so so. Oh, we did, we have to look did. up how to pronounce it. I'm going to go with celeria. I'm going to go with Salerzia, but okay. it's fine. It's another Latin word here, but let me read what Pieper says about it. But it, it does, it, you gave a really mm-hmm. uh, interesting uh, scriptural example. Well, not quite scriptural exactly, but this this idea of encountering Christ. when we, enc- If we were there in scripture, encountering this this person, you know, mm-hmm. that he he does things that we've never seen before. You know, he yeah, speaks in a way correct. we've never heard before. What would be our response? Mm-hmm. And so this is what uh, Pieper writes about Solartia. Uh, Solarsha is a perfected ability by virtue of which man, when confronted with a sudden event, does not close his eyes by reflex and then blindly, though perhaps boisterously, take random action. Rather, with the aid of Solarsha, he can swiftly, but with open eyes and clear-sighted vision, decide for the good, avoiding the pitfalls of injustice, cowardice, and intemperance. Without this virtue of objectivity in unexpected situations, perfect prudence is not possible." Hmm. So, I love the example you just gave because, uh, you know, we are not in the time of Christ and as far as I know, we're probably not going to meet him on the street today. But in another sense, we constantly are meeting Mm -hmm. Christ in our circumstances and in the other people. I mean, he says, what you do to the least of these, you do to me. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I, I I when we were talking about this before the show, I gave the example of, you know, waking up in the morning and I wake up quite early because I have got five kids and I, I want time to pray. Yeah. Getting up early, getting my cup of coffee, snuggling in my chair, praying comfortably, you know, and oh the world is so great. And then a child comes out of the bedroom before their their wake up time and yeah. I'm not prepared for it. And suddenly all that peace, all that charity charity towards my God and towards, you know, life can go out the window. Um, and I can, as he said, react in injustice or intemperance or anger or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so what is solertia? Solertia is this, this perfected prudence, this perf- you know, perfected habit of soul by which uh, I can be prudent when things are going my way, when I'm in control, when I'm in my comfort zone. But then when I'm thrust out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. when we encounter that annoying person, that maybe Jesus in dis- is Jesus in disguise right. in some sense, sure. no matter and what.
1: W- in one sense or another, yeah, it's Jesus. Am
0: I ready? Am I ready to continue to be prudent, mm-hmm. even though I, it's a bewildering circumstance? You know, and in, in, again, in relation to the example you gave of, of Christ, you know, that's that was maybe part of the difference is that someone was not ready to experience God becoming man and meeting them in the flesh, mm-hmm. and they weren't ready for it, and so they reacted defensively or in anger or in bewilderment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but something differently happened to those people who were able to encounter that, remain in that moment, remain at peace, and be open to what God was trying to do to them and say to them. And I'm sure that yeah. a lot of the
1: audience is probably sharing in my experience, which is that I, with a lot of these different things, with with memoria and the mm-hmm. the more we talk about it, the more I sort of sort to of get a you know a, I think hopefully a more of a holistic glimpse of them. Yeah. Um, but Salersia so, or Salersia, depending on how you want to say it. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm still kind of working through how to understand exactly what what it is, mm-hmm. and so let's maybe start talking about some of the pieces that you read there, some of the kind of in the summary, and sh- try to sum it up for me in your own words, I guess. Um, sure.
0: Again, but yeah, well, uh, so a few aspects of this, um, you know, one I think is that as we as we practice the virtue of prudence in general and all the pieces of it, um, our 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 attachment to reality, our, our hmm. love for truth, our purity hmm. of heart, that is going to prepare us in some sense for unexpected circumstances, you know. But what's interesting, what I love about this perfection of prudence is that it recognizes, it highlights how prudence is this very holistic, integrated virtue. Hmm. Um, we, we've mentioned a few times on how it, it we see already other virtues that are involved with it, you know, to the degree that you are lacking in courage as a person in your, in your prudence, you're going to you're going to have difficulty facing up maybe to difficult truths mm-hmm. challenging truths scary truths you know and so as we grow in in one virtue it, it, it affects the other uh, same thing with temperance we can see how you know if if we're too attached to certain things certain desires things of this world ourselves then that interferes with our ability to be to be prudent to be clear-sighted mm-hmm. objective to to desire and want to see truth so um, I think solarity is interesting because, again, it shows how prudence, our ability, our actual ability in the moment to be prudent is dependent on other virtues. But also, I think in an even more holistic way, it's it's uh, connected to our whole being hmm. as as human beings. We are not um, merely spirits who, who happen to be piloting around, you know, uh, fleshy bodies. No, we're body and soul. That's how God made us, you know, and Christ came... Uh, and, and, to, and became man and, and lived that as well. I mean, I, that's that is what we are. Uh, and so, whenever we act, we act as whole, integrated persons, or at least we're, we're trying to. So, what's interesting about again Solaria is that we can really recognize the ways the that we're we are living our life that either are or aren't predisposing us to be able to practice this perfection of prudence. Hmm. You know, so one example that I, I always think of is in terms of sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to be physically ready, we, we know how difficult it is, let's put it this way, to remain prudent, to be prudent when we've not been uh, getting the sleep that we ought to be getting. Now, sometimes sure. you can't help it, but oftentimes we can help it. We're just not being responsible in that area, but we recognize that it's hard to then really wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. and it's, it's difficult to remain patient, to remain in the moment, to, to, um, to go through the day and, and remain attending to truth. Uh, we find ourselves much more moody, more grumpy, maybe hungry. There are other, all kinds of other things we experience that interfere with our ability. They make it more difficult for us to remain prudent. Hmm. Um, and Pieper actually talks about this a little bit. He, he writes, In saying this, more is predicated than may be immediately apparent. Whoever has some understanding of the physical, spiritual structure of man knows to what extent physical and psychical health is necessary for the perfected ability of Solaresia. Especially in that realm which is the site of neurosis, where it both originates and can be overcome. Hmm. Uh, and then jumping down, let's see. Here again, then, as in so many other things, we see the high and austere demands which the classical Christian doctrine of prudence makes upon physical alertness and health and upon trained physico spiritual energies. And again, to, what's he saying there? The, the point being that throughout um, you know, Christian history, Christian tradition, there, there's been a recognition, again, of this wholeness of the human person, you know, that what we do in our body to our body affects our soul. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not two yeah. different worlds. You know, I, I need to take care of my body uh, in a proper, just way out of obedience to God, but also because it affects my ability to obey God in all aspects of my life. You know, I can be more prudent. I can practice prudence and the other virtues I can be more alert to God's God's prompting uh, to the opportunities He's sending me throughout the day, to the degree that I am, I'm healthy, I'm well rested, I'm I'm dealing with stress in a healthy way, mm-hmm. so that as as I encounter especially unexpected circumstances, you know I'm I'm alert and ready.
1: Yeah. So it's interesting because it uh, it Salerza points us immediately to the things that we need to do to kind of make us ready for those um, yeah. uh, unexpected circumstances. But, yeah. uh, perhaps we also need to talk about then what, what about the things that, uh, affect those things that we do yeah. to, you know, <laughs> so for instance, like, okay, kid, you know, a child waking up earlier than expects to, to kind of interrupt our, yeah. our, you know, uh, you interrupt Barre your, time um, your yeah. birth time or whatever, you know, that's one thing. But also, then there's the kid waking up four times in the middle of the night hmm. to affect your uh, sleep, to affect your sleep yeah. which then affects, you know, the rest of the things. And yeah. so, so how does that kind of fit into uh, this understanding of salutia and, and, and prudence?
0: Well, I, again, I say what, 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 the great thing about prudence is that it's also always about selecting, not necessarily the ideal, but unavailable action mm-hmm. step but the uh, the the best available action step Mm. so prudence with an eye on the prize an eye on the purposes for which we are created to know love and serve god uh uh, with those in mind it has to look practically practically on what do i actually have in front of me you know if i have a day in front of me what what can i do with today what are my responsibilities what are the the obstacles i have to deal with what are the situations i have to address and so, again, in a situation like that, I mean, you can make the perfect plan for getting good sleep at night, you sure. know, a responsible plan. But, of course, if you're a parent, as I am, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes uh, life is going to uh, interrupt that the, the best laid plans. Mm-hmm. And so then you have to deal with that as, as prudently and as kindly and as patiently yeah. as you can. Then you might have to make a new plan for the next night. <laughs> yeah. But in the moment, yeah. that and that's where, you're, again, you're practicing this as best you can. I need to remain, remain prudent here. And I think an important piece of it, too, is recognizing... Um, what does it look like to remain prudent at the moment? Like, what what's happening in my soul, in my mind, in my body, uh, in that moment? Well, I'm often dealing with fight or flight mm-hmm. on a biological level. I'm dealing with an instant stress response, you know, and I, I I have to in in the moment get hold of myself, so to speak, and and rem- and remind myself if I'm perhaps um, have a tendency to forget it. God is still God. This too is in His hands. Yeah. It's all going to be okay. Yeah. You know, I I have all the grace I need in this moment to ne- take the next right step. You know, and I it's easy in the moment to to despair of that or to forget that, you know, and to feel like oh, everything's going wrong. But no, no, God is still God. I just have I have to remain again like 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 Mary, I have to remain in the presence of God and simply ask what's what's next? What's what's call, what is asked of me in this next moment?
1: Yeah. yeah. So what other things that what other things, uh, we know there are a lot of things, right, in yeah, life that yeah. that can affect whether we have, you know, solerza or yeah. not, or yeah. whether we're kind of, we're pursuing that as a perfection or not. Yeah. Um, we all know that, we were talking about it earlier, yes. that there's a phrase, there's an old phrase that is... You know, not exactly perfect in the way that it's in all its implications, or, or perhaps in in depending on how what how you take it. And that phrase yeah. is, you know, God, God will never give us more than we can handle. We've kind of talked we about hear people say that. Yeah, we've we've heard people say that, and we people say that. And there there are different kind of aspects of kind of of that and how it needs to be taken. Perhaps, for instance, God you know one 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 modification we would say is God never gives us more than we can handle with his grace mm-hmm. um and then another one is that God does sometimes give us more than we think we can handle sure um but also the the next the last the last kind of part that I would sort of modify at least right mm-hmm. off the bat is that uh God never gives us more than we can handle right that we sometimes give ourselves more than we can handle right. so you think that wh- wh- how do, how do we discern sort of like what uh what how do how do we discern what things we need to keep in our life and not keep in our life so that you know we're actually trying to achieve salertia yeah. and we're not you know like for instance we, w- when it comes to sleep that's an obvious example right mm-hmm. if we have so many things going on in our life that we're not getting enough sleep then we we're losing our ability to sort of seek out prudence and it feels like we're being overwhelmed and everything Right. you know so how do we sort of how, how do we begin on that road yeah. right to 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 actually being able to make our lives, uh, uh, properly disposed towards prudence and making prudent decisions in in those kind of those crazy moments. I think there's a lot
0: there. There's a lot of discernment. It, I think mm. part of it, it looks ahead. We're going to talk uh, about the virtue of justice, which I mm. think is an important piece here because the interplay between prudence and justice, I think, is where a lot of this discernment happens. Justice looking being the objective reality of our relationships and our obligations. And prudence being that sort of mediating factor, where we, we look at the goal, but then we have to take a, an actual concrete step. And we can't take the whole the whole trip at once. We have to take a, we have to take a bite. So mm-hmm. prudence always brings us back to the, you know, I need to make a plan for today or for mm-hmm. this next hour, yeah. you know, and do what I can, not necessarily what I can't, or even yeah. if it's what I would yeah. like to do. So there's that aspect of it. Um, uh, but I also think too, you know. Very practically speaking you can practice solersha by having your your brother jump out and uh, scare the crap out of you once in a while. No I'm just kidding. No. No. We just we we can go into our day I I would say expecting the unexpected as one way I think I would put it. Mm. Sometimes we we go into our day um putting our trust in um the comfortability of things. Yeah. In in that, you know, this day will be great as long as I can stay in my comfort zone, as long as things go according to my plan. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's something we need to challenge in prayer a little bit. Like, do I enter my day saying, Lord, thy will be done. Like, Mm -hmm. I've prudently made a plan for the day. I've got my agenda. I've got some to-do items. I know my responsibilities. I'm going to try to do them. But I'm going to go into my day saying, Lord, whatever you send me though today... I want to be ready for that. And we we want to pray for that ability. You know, we we want to pray, Lord, when that happens, guardian angel, you know, uh, be there with me, uh, redirect me back to God's presence in that moment.
1: That is a uh, kind of a a tension. There were like two two things that uh, many people would say like are not, you're not able to hold simultaneously, Mm. you know, um, kind of a false dichotomy in them of the... Of the making a plan, but yeah. at the same time sort of giving it all up to God's plan. Yeah. But that's exactly what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And because that's that's the way that we, you know, actually be prudent. It's like, okay, we're going to do the best to make a plan according to what we know yeah. while not being anxious about the fact that we can't know all of the coordinates. Right. You know, Pieper talks about, so that's sometimes when it comes to prudence. Yeah. Um, that that we can't prudence doesn't mean waiting around until we know all the factors and therefore able to make a perfect decision. It says yes. working with exact we're working with what you know. If, if you can honestly say like, look, I've tried to look, i tried to be able to make a good plan with memoria de siltas, you know, in sil, in, silertia. in silertia. um yeah. and to make a plan for the day, but at the same time, you know. To be perfect in prudence is also then to say, but at the same time, God's will be done, and yeah. I have no idea what this day is going to throw at me, and I and I made a prudent decision to make a plan because I didn't know what those factors, right. and I'm ready for those factors to hit
0: if need be. Yeah, well, I don't. You're so good at these segues because I think that that takes us into our, our next perfection of prudence, our last one, and final one. I'm going to wrap this up. The three that we've talked about, memoria, docilitas, and solertia, they're talking more about the cognitive aspect of prudence. Hmm. Uh, Pieper talks about uh, the perfection of the imperative aspect of it. And again, drawing from Thomas here, he writes, The prudent man who issues imperatives makes resolutions and decisions, however, fixes his attention precisely upon what has not yet been realized, what is still to be realized. The first prerequisite for the perfection of prudence as imperative is, therefore, providentia or foresight. Hmm. So, it's it's interesting, uh, even though we're talking about the cognitive and the the active or imperative aspect of prudence, right. solertia and providentia are are important an important pair here mm-hmm. because part of prudence again making a plan, looking ahead at our day and trying to say okay what do I need for today, you know I gotta I gotta I gotta do this that and the other this is probably going to happen, um, and making the best plan we can, but also recognizing that we need to remain. Uh, ready for anything Mm -hmm. you know like uh, something is going to mess up this plan today and that's fine yeah you know someone or something and i need to be open to that so there's this interplay between you know prudently making a plan you know and taking those next steps but then as best we can Mm -hmm. remaining ready for that moment when our plan goes awry and say lord Thy will be done even in this reevaluate yeah 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 Mm -hmm. he talks a little bit about in in terms of providencia, this foresight this perfection of prudence you know it's it's based on a lot of things our ability to, to have a mature foresight into our life you mm-hmm. know he, he talks about he kind of gives a little list here um, the sources of our ability to do this are um, the experience of life as, as it has been lived so memoria from the alertness and healthiness of the instinctive capacity for evaluation from the daring and humble hope that the paths to man's genuine goals cannot be closed to him and I'm going to come back to that one. Mm. Uh, number four, from rectitude of volition and of ultimate intention, that would be sort of a, a purity of heart. Hmm. I, I think, you know um, our overall uh, virtue there. And then from the grace of direct and mediated divine guidance that in every moment God it's God's grace that's working, but sometimes he does give us more of a grace to sort of see um, uh, see the path ahead. Mm-hmm. But particularly that that middle item that our ability to to exercise this perfection of prudence well, I think plays a lot with um, with uh, the theological virtues mm-hmm. in the sense of um, to be able to look ahead and make a plan and, and peacefully make a plan, even though it can't be a perfect plan, we right. can't have perfect foresight, that really plays with whether or not we really trust God's providence yeah, in all this. Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know? Right, because it, it can certainly, looking at life in that way, can certainly in, uh, inspire in one a certain... False humility that turns into kind of paralysis. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, in terms of just not doing anything because you're afraid of kind of what life will bring, what God will throw, you know, into right. the, the hornet's nest, or um, throw one the God will throw the rock at the hornet's nest of your barn. <laughs> right, right. Um, but uh, but it it has to it has to be you have to we have to make those plans and take those concrete steps forward at the same time trusting in God and not not getting angry at God, you know, when He throws those things or you know maybe for a bit you know you kind of pull yeah. a job there for a second but <laughs> but of being able to 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 not let that destroy your resolve you know um, of, of of continuing forward and 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 trying t- every moment allowing that to be a moment of conversion for you yeah. to say all right all right god not my will be your, but your will be done so. right
0: now i know we've we've, we've gone through a lot of, and some of this was more heady or more philosophical but again let, let's let's go back and recap of what we're getting at here
1: are we going back to the car crash
0: we're go- we might ah. we might go back to the crash. Okay, Dang, I want to go back. To the garbage. the point here again with this whole virtue of prudence is again we are to be people of truth, and and we talked a lot about how, hmm. f- for so many reasons in our fallen state, at every moment it's easy to begin to slip back to be people of the lie, people of a narrative or a prejudice, of uh, people who who evaluate the world by our desires or by our fears, and the habit of prudence, which is this portal virtue to. Uh, Our our life in Christ, all all the the active element of our life where we are actually doing things, choosing things uh, in cooperation with God's grace. Prudence is this portal virtue, and it involves this constant habitual turning back to try to see reality. Mm -hmm. And and the perfections that we've discussed here, memoria, uh, so let's just do it in English here. Uh, Memory, docility, whatever the heck Zalarsha means, and then (laughs) providentia (laughs) or foresight. I guess it didn't really work. These are all describing aspects uh, of a perfected prudence, but they also point us to the the practical things that we can implement in our life to begin to really practice prudence in a more active way. Hmm. We, again, and let's just mention a few of those, uh, again, to wrap this up. In, in regards to memoria, we talked about doing an examine, a mm-hmm. daily examination of conscience. Yeah. And not just... Looking for things I've done wrong, but also what are the blessings? What are the, what's God doing in my things? life that I might be missing?
1: And in doing so, that that's also the way that we learn to recognize how the Holy Spirit is moving in our lives is right. by looking back and kind of being honest and, and, and in retrospective. By those, yeah, we have you know docility, docilitas, and yeah. we would say that. Um, I don't remember if we talked about a specific kind of action, but I would say, you know, facilitating ourselves where we those those times when we uh, seek out the the opinion of another, mm-hmm. even when, especially when we fear what it, what it could mean for us. Yeah, you know, uh, I'd say in my own life, the way that I I've done that sometimes is when I have a homily that I feel really good about, <laughs> and and I give it, and then I go and I talk to someone. And I say what was wrong about my homily?
0: Ooh. You know, I don't, I don't even, I don't even say, ask.
1: I don't say, how did you like it? <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, yeah, I say, yeah. what was wrong about it's it? Really or, what good. could I have done better? Because what then you're better. just basically saying what you're, you're saying, give it to me straight. You have permission. Yeah. You have permission <laughs> to say, you say what you want to say. You yeah. Know? Um, but we do that, you know, because we, we need to be open to those experience of other people, even yeah. when from our own experience, we feel like we got it, got it covered. Yeah.
0: But, you know, yeah, I, I feel like that. Perfection really points to some of the importances of Christian community. Yes, like we need fraternity. We need we need other people that we can discuss and and ask, really ask, so that we can see better. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, and we talked about how God, God has didn't made it to be this way, right? Yeah. For us to, to to seek out, but that it's it that that doesn't cause that in itself does not cause the need for community. He does that many ways because that's that's what he's made us for. Right. Is community. Yeah. right? You know. So. It, it's a super significant thing for us to constantly be seeking seeking out wisdom in each other and seeking out development in our own relationship with God through other people.
0: So. Yeah. So Lertia, um you know. Which
1: I was thinking, yeah. I wonder mm-hmm. if it's related to inertia.
0: Solaria Inertia.
1: Because what Solaresha is talking about is what happens when our inertia gets stopped.
0: <laughs> when we hit a brick wall. Or when we hit a brick wall. You, probably, you might have a so, point. I'd anyway, love we'll to get just, into the roots there. you know, There's just something the roots else there. there. But yeah. So. In, pr- in terms of practicing it, you know, I think one is that we, we pray for the grace. We practice prudence in other areas, but we pray for the grace, Lord, you know, when things go awry, you know, I mm-hmm. want to remain with you. So we can kind of prepare mentally and spiritually for those mm-hmm. situations because they're going to happen. Yes. That's called life. That's just going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But we can also attend to other aspects of, of, our, of our life that aren't strictly mental or spiritual, but are our whole integrated life as human beings. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I getting sleep? You know, mm-hmm. am I am I e- eating a healthy diet? Am I getting exercise? Am I doing those things that so that as a whole person, body, uh, mind, and soul, and spirit, uh, am I am I f- am I fully ready for those moments right. when you know things are uh, a monkey wrench is going to get thrown in the gears, and mm-hmm. I need to I need to act uh, on my feet. I need to think on my feet, mm-hmm. but I want to remain prudent. I want to remain uh, in the presence of God and try to speak and act accordingly.
1: Yeah, and that takes a kind of constant recollection to, yeah, to remember and to be like, okay, you know, today's been going well, or today's not been going well, whatever. But then looking forward and being able will say, okay, yeah, if the rest of the day continues to go as planned, great. But I'm ready for it if it doesn't, and trying yeah. to trying to prepare in that way.
0: Sure. yeah. You know. I'd say the fourth one, for, uh, foresight or providencia, mm. is the subtler of those because I th- I think the way that you grow in it is more more mostly just through experience. Mm you know, of life and that you get better as you practice prudence, you get better at looking ahead, honestly, sincerely, you come with an open heart to see what's ahead and to try to plan for it. But um, I think, uh, I think really leaning into the, the reliance on God in that, that we can proceed in peace. We can proceed in trust and in confidence because as Christians, we know that God's in control. You know, we believe the whole, he has the whole world in his hands and so when I make a plan, I can do it from a place of of, of a certain level of peace and security. Because I don't have to have it all figured out. I just need to look ahead and as best I can make a plan and then be ready, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that a lot of that just comes with, I'm trusting it comes with experience. You know, Lord, give me that, that right. grace to grow in it. I think that mostly wraps up our discussion on prudence for now. For now. For now. For um, now. I think we'll... Question we'll, mark. done done done. We're going to move yeah. on to the other virtues, justice and courage and temperance. Um, and of course, we'll be constantly referring back to prudence. And, and as we dig later on into the theological virtues too, we'll be looking at more of the interconnection there. But I think, you know, given that last note, you know, we, we wanted to reflect, end by reflecting a little bit precisely on that interplay between prudence and the theological virtues or our, our faith uh, in God, our hope in God, and our love of God. Mm-hmm. So... You had a verse you were going to read in regard to that to close us out, Proverbs three oh, five and okay. six I think yep. unless you got a, a different one that yeah you came well I you'd
1: mentioned the uh, the relationship between the theological virtues and everything and ah, I was sorry. Yeah. I was thinking of that other the the unjust the the steward oh yes um, okay yeah so we're going to read this. Are we going to close this out with this? Are we going to discuss it at all after? I wasn't sure what you were... Yeah, we'll we'll close out in prayer. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Reading from Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As
0: it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen.
1: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you, Father Peter. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us. It's been a fun discussion. Mm-hmm. We hope you've been edified by it. Again, Deep in Christ is a production of the Coming Home Network International. We're a network of people who've embraced the Catholic faith and others who are on the journey or asking questions about the Catholic faith. We're journeying as a community. Uh, and so if you're, if, this, if the place of your spiritual journey is one of, of questions, uh, exploring the doctrine of the, of the faith, exploring... Um, whether or not uh, she is what she says she is. This is the place for you. We've got great resources and videos and an c- online community uh, at chnetwork.org. Uh, but of course, wherever you are on that journey, this show is about encouraging all of us as brothers and sisters in Christ to continue walking with Jesus as, as we work out those paths in our lives, as he, as he works out those kings. Uh, so we hope you'll continue to join us uh, for need in Christ. So God bless, and we'll talk to you next week.